Reliance. Sunil Singhania. Okay. So, I mean, given that you're a CFA, you would know this very easily. Do you, could you say that you actually, I'm sorry, what is your view on markets, which then leads to your underlying philosophy on how you add value? By, by that I mean, some people have this view that markets are efficient and there's nothing you can do about it. Some people say markets are not efficient and you can take advantage and here's how I do it. What's your reliance is? See, uh, there is obviously, you know, uh, markets in that way are efficient because every buyer has a seller. Uh, at the same time, uh, whether they are inefficient or whether there is money to be made in terms of your investments also depends on the environment, on the possibility of the change in the environment going forward, both from a macroeconomic perspective, the country perspective, as well as the company perspective, and also to some extent on the understanding of how particular sectors or stocks are going to pan out. So I think there is always an opportunity uh, in any given uh, you know, environment mm. to uh, sort of try and create that alpha, which is what the job of any mutual fund is. So, in in theory, the markets are efficient, but in practical, they will be inefficient based on an individual's or a company's perspective of how the future is going to pan out. Okay. And what's your uh, fundamental belief in how you take advantage of that? See, I'll tell you, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give you a perspective of the current situation. So, last four, five years, we were in a situation where everything which could go wrong went wrong. Whether it was a global, uh, you know, macroeconomic factors, the domestic macroeconomic factors, the policy problem, the political problem and so on and so forth. However, what we noticed was that when you start to look at stocks as stocks, you get concerned because you're looking at the prices on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And the news flows tend to dominate your thought process more than the underlying future possibility of earnings. But when you start to look at companies as businesses, I think things become very easy. And all the long-term gurus globally do that. And I think in India, that is all the more, uh, you know, we can say prevalent because we are an emerging country and businesses are just uh, growing. So I think in a sense, you know, looking at companies as businesses, is probably uh, something which adds a lot of ease, adds a lot of value, mm-hmm. and creates a lot of alpha. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what we have started to do mm-hmm. uh, more and more. We were doing it earlier also, mm-hmm. but you know, given the the uh, you can say the uh, horizon of each of our funds, we are trying to do more and more. There. How does that manifest? I mean, how does that show up in your process? Um, Sandeep was saying, saying, for example, that he thinks that the research coverage is more intensive than anybody else's. Is that how it shows Yeah, up? so I'll, I'll give a perspective. You know, whether it is uh, better or intensive than others that you'll have to decide on a comparative basis. Hmm. Uh, what I can share is what we have done. Hmm. So very clearly, you know, we don't have a 200-year history hmm. of fund management like some of our other global peers have. Hmm. Having said that, I think that is in a way advantageous because we are very flexible in adopting hmm. what we feel are the best uh, mm. you know, uh, strategies, best uh, ways, mm. best processes. Mm. We have worked extensively over the last seven, eight years. And the last three, four years gave us that much more time to strengthen it further because nothing, nothing was anyway happening in the market. Now, we have a, a bouquet of products. Mm. Each product has a different uh, philosophy in the sense that the underlying assets 
are defined. So we'll have a large cap fund, we will have a mid cap fund, we will have an aggressive multi cap fund, a thematic fund, and then sector funds. And what we have done is that for each of these funds, we now have a very, very clear cut sort of a range of what we are going to do. So the investor, the fund manager knows exactly what each fund is uh, designed to do and what each fund has to do. So if it's a large cap fund, you know, with some flexibility of mid cap, we have defined the range that this is the range of mid cap, this is the range of uh, large cap. Within the mid cap, what kind of mid caps will buy in that particular fund? So I think in that sense, it has it has created that focus. The second thing, you know, um, we believe that India is a land of opportunity. India is a land of entrepreneurship. And India, you have to play both in terms of value as well as growth and also in terms of themes. So basically, uh, we have 6,000 listed companies. We have almost 2,000 companies which are traded on a daily basis. We have almost 1,200 companies which have a market cap of at least $20 million. And we have at least five 600 companies which have a market cap of more than $250 million. So the range of stocks available, the range of sectors available, you know, we have manufacturing, we have financial services, we have IT, we have pharma, we have mining, we have the new age technologies like internet, telecom, we have the upcoming real estate, retail sectors, and so on and so forth. So again, that is an opportunity. The third thing is that most of these sectors are growing or emerging. And in a sense, we realize that India is 20, 25 years behind, say, China, maybe 30, 40 years behind some of the Western world. In some uh, areas, we might be 10, 15 years behind. But that's an opportunity. Uh, because then we don't have to sort of learn from scratch. We know that if this has happened in China and if this has happened in Singapore and if this has happened in India, uh, in US, it is ultimately going to happen in India. In terms of the growth of that industry or sector? Or I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, I went to Singapore for the first time, maybe in late 90s. And that time, you know, when you went to Singapore, out of four days of your holiday, three days were in malls. Because we did not have malls in India. Hmm. Now, when you go to Singapore, you're not going to go in a mall because the same malls are available in India. Hmm. So that was a trend which happened that that is a trend which is going to happen here. Hmm. If online and e-commerce is booming in US and China, it is ultimately going to boom here. Hmm. If mobiles were there in 80s, hmm. ultimately mobiles came in India hmm. in uh, mid-90s and now they are prevalent everywhere. Hmm. If real estate is such a big sector in all parts of the world, in India it cannot be 1% of the GDP. Hmm. If, for example, alcohol is such a huge part of the market cap in India, it cannot mm. be such a small market cap. So I think these mm. trends are very, very important. Mm. And you, all these trends start small. So Infosys, when it got listed, was a 100 crore market cap company. Now it's a 2 lakh crore market cap company. The sector was such small. Now it's 10-15% of the market. So I think necessarily when you invest in these smaller sectors, you have to invest in smaller companies. Mm. The media is such a small sector in mm. India. It's going to balloon the way it has everywhere else. So from our perspective, we believe that the opportunity of distinguishing ourselves from the rest is in trying to cover as many companies as we can. So as we speak, we have a 30-member team only in this office in the equity side. I don't know. People say that it is probably the largest. I don't know what the other sizes are. Uh, we cover in-house almost 450 companies extensively. Another 250, yeah, including models, and another 250 companies which are floating companies. Now, what I mean by floating companies is that, that there are not extensive models, but we have uh, you know uh, a basic understanding. You know, specifically in small companies, you can't have extensive quarterly models. So I think in that way, what Sandeep said that you know we have one of the most extensive. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you can say research. 
In addition to the Indian companies, we covered 2,800 global companies across 20 markets. Really? And that is on a passive basis. So we just take Bloomberg estimates, mm. but we cover them. You know, if you have time, I can get mm. one of my guys to even show it to you, sure. what we do. Uh, and the idea is that uh, the world is one. What is happening in one part of the world is ultimately going to happen in some other part of the world. So, you know, if Tencent uh, holdings in China went up by three times and if Facebook went up by three times, it was a matter of time before Just Dial and Infotech mm. Enterprises also, uh, mm. uh, you know, participated. InfoEdge also participated. Or if mm. something is happening globally, it is mm. a matter of time before it happens here. Right. And I give an example of alcohol company. The, the reason why we were so bullish was India was the only country in the world where you could buy 50% of the alcohol market for like a billion or two billion dollars. You know, and that you could relate because you saw that in other parts of the world, mm. alcohol companies were trading at a significant premium to the cigarette company. Mm. In India, the cigarette company market cap was $50 billion and the alcohol market cap was $1 or $2 billion, which mm. was nowhere in the world. Okay. So I think these trends also help. You know, I don't think, uh, I don't know of any other mutual fund which might be doing that. But, but they may not need to because they, maybe they have global linkages, so they don't need to maintain I don't stocks. Know. Right? I don't know. A Templeton uh, wouldn't need to because they have Templeton all over the world, right? I don't know. Okay, we'll get there. But okay, so coming back to the philosophy, um, do you have one common research philosophy and then the portfolio managers take the portfolio construction for each fund separately? But is it on one common? The research is shared. Mm -hmm. So the research is common. Mm -hmm. So to that extent, the research philosophy is common. And is there, I mean, I know, for example, in valuation, when you get to valuation, mm. there's obviously different methodologies, right? Warren Buffett and Ben Graham and all these people have different formulas on how to assign valuation. Yeah. Is there a, a difference in the way you do fundamental research? Is there, do you find so the differences? The basic philosophy of any research is going to be the same. However, we cannot have a uniform way of valuing a stock. Mm. It has to differ from cycle to cycle. It also has to differ from sector to sector. It also has to differ from stock to stock. Even fundamentals, for example, um, how far out people look? Do they through over normal business cycle or just immediate future? So that is that is what I said, you know, like six months back, the process of research mm. or forecasting would have been very different from what it is today. I'll give you the reason. Six months down uh, mm. back, we were looking at companies who will survive. Now we are looking at companies which will grow. Because the macroeconomic environment has changed dramatically. From a 5% current account deficit, we are at 1% current account deficit. From a rupee at 68, we are at rupee of 58. From a situation where we did not know what is the policy is going to be, now we have optimism of what the policy is going to be. Mm. So I think now the thought process has changed. So what I mm. mean is that the basic mm. way of doing research is going to be the same. Mm. Your forecast, your projections, your hypothesis will change according mm. to the circumstances. Mm. You know, mm. Like if your hypothesis is that interest rates are going to go up, you will prefer some sectors vis-a-vis the other sectors. So that's a top-down versus bottom-up. How would you describe your process? No, it's a mix. You know, you ultimately also have to take into account that you have to have a view on the sector. Mm. But ultimately, within that sector, what to buy is where your research will come into play. Mm. Okay. So the research is the same. Um, valuation. So valuation differs from fund to fund or portfolio construction differs from fund to fund? No, portfolio construction will differ from fund to fund depending on the philosophy of the fund. Well, of the... Yeah. Ranges in the fund. Right. So now we have a focused large. What about valuation? 
how does valuation work? So, so, okay, so let me just walk through the process. So you maintain the research models on how many companies. Um, what companies you focus on changes depending on, I guess, the macro view environment. Um, got, got that far. How do you valuation? Is there a house philosophy on valuation? See, one is there is no formula that if it's a 10p stock, it's a buy and it's a 20p stock, you sell. If that is what you mean, you know. No, what I mean by some mm-hmm. people use... PE, some people use uh, enterprise, whatever. No, so you have something. to do that, but it will be different for different sectors. For banks, you'll use so price to look value. Okay, the fact that you use different valuation methodologies for different sectors. It is everywhere the same. Not necessarily. 100%. It shouldn't be. Definitely. Definitely. That's why Warren Buffett never bought IT companies. Hmm. Because he stuck to his uh, philosophy of buying only on DCF. Hmm. So, you know, as I said, we in India believe that mm. there are a lot of sectors which have a lot of opportunities. Mm. You know, so on P basis, an X company might look expensive, an X company might look cheap. Mm. But that does not mean that necessarily you will buy a company with 4 P and not buy a company with 40 P. Mm. You know, if that is what you mean. No, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of Remember, I'm trying to teach why you may be selling a stock one day and somebody else is buying, right? If the theory was that by definition that because that company is in that sector, therefore that valuation tool should apply. No, so your, common knowledge. I'll, I'll give you a perspective. One mm-hmm. is your uh, view on the future growth might be different from someone else's view. Mm-hmm. Second is you might be selling because in portfolio construction, you are also managing the risk. So suppose if a stock appreciates a lot, you want to mm-hmm. cut it because we have a philosophy, at least in our mid-care fund, not to go over 5% in one stock. Mm-hmm. Or our sector weightage might have gone up significantly. So we want to manage risk that way. Mm-hmm. So there will be multiple reasons why mm. someone would be selling and why someone would be buying. And that will happen every single day. Mm. Mm. Okay. Just one second. On a daily basis, you will have people who are buying and people who are selling. Portfolio mm. construction. That is the reason you have a market. Yeah, no, I think portfolio construction reason I can understand. I'm trying to get to the philosophical reason. So how do you, so coming back to how do you value a stock? Can you describe that? No, so that is what I said, you know, mm-hmm. from sector different. to sector, mm-hmm. it will differ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Give me some tools, some, some of the... So as I said, in banking, it's mostly to do with ROE and price to book value. Mm-hmm. In growth-oriented sector, like say e-commerce mm-hmm. or some of the other stocks, it would be also taking into account the future potential. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have some sectors where you are taking a thematic call. So like, for example, you know, we had a large uh, holding in a, a movie exhibition company. Mm-hmm. Now that the call there was that this is the largest movie exhibition company in India. It mm. controls 40% of all multiplexes. Mm. It cannot remain at a $100 million, $200 million market cap. Mm. You know, because ultimately it has to grow. Mm. And the profit only comes when you reach a particular size. Mm. So sometimes you also have to take those calls which are thematic calls, mm. which you can't value in the traditional PE, PEG, ROE model because there is no profit. Mm. Like this guy, mm. Flipkart, mm. how do you value it? Mm. The fact of the matter is they are valued at one and a half, two billion dollars. There is no profit. Mm. So the traditional tools will not, uh, you know, mm. play out. Now, if you say, no, I am going to stick only to my DCFNP, then you won't be able to buy these stocks, mm. which is what happened with Warren Buffet in the dot-com. Mm. Uh, mm. Mm. Okay. So, um, is that, would you say, therefore, the, the tools that people use are not kind of sort of set people they can't be they can't be 
as i said for different sectors you'll have a different way of uh, you know mm. uh, sort of mm. uh, valuing it okay does that not lead to or, or what i'm trying to get to is there a consistency in the way 100% people? because we have analysts for different sectors different mm. analysts for different sectors mm. so in that particular sector that analyst will have a consistent so how do you define decide to buy stocks across sectors what brings it back to a comparable basis you have a portfolio you have mm. to marry the risk mm. so obviously you know you have to have a diversified portfolio mm. you also have to have a sector view which will be based on a lot of external factors whether it is macroeconomy growth internal factors rupee so on and so mm. forth mm. and then you drill down to the companies within the sector so, so you decide a sector first and say you want x percent in banking and then you decide so which in large stocks. caps mm. the sector would be more prominent mm. in mid caps the bottoms up would be more important but at the same time from a portfolio perspective we will not have one sector being significantly overweight or underweight because hmm. you have sector caps no we don't have sector caps it's it's an internal risk measurement hmm. but there are some funds which we have hmm. which necessarily take large sector deviations but that's the stated philosophy in those funds hmm. okay okay um I'll, I said I'll, I'll do get I'll get a summary chart of your process as part of the RFP if you can give me that so I'll put this in context. But if I now were to just focus on your competitive advantages that you think you have, mm-hmm. and and the Mercer process has a three-step thing: idea generation, which is basically stock research, there's portfolio construction, and there's implementation. What do you think your competitive advantages are? See, and one is cumulatively we have four hundred years of experience of tracking Indian stocks as a team. we have the stickiest team around mm. third is as i said a wide number of stocks which we cover fourth is obviously if you see the process we feel that our processes are very good like you know lot of focus on balance sheet reading i personally read 1500 balance sheets mm. uh, i think the fifth is uh, obviously you know we have been doing more alpha generation uh, for the last so many years that knowing a company inside out mm. uh, is now become a routine so for us to to incrementally do research is is very very quick okay let me just pick on a couple of these things um because you have cumulative uh, experience uh what is it about experience that makes you a better analyst i mean why is it that you can cover is it only because you know the management you know the industry mm-hmm. why that should be institutionalized right the knowledge should be institutionalized if knowledge could have been institutionalized and everyone would be a doctor or everyone would be an engineer yeah so you know see i i don't think that this is i'm i'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom right so if, what is it you can't have a formula that if it's a 5 p you buy the stock and if it's a 10 p you because mm. the way you are putting it mm. then it would become a mathematical exercise no, there are quant houses around right there are quant processes quant houses around. make 1% half percent they are not mm. here for alpha generation they are mm. here to just milk it hmm okay which is i'm going to get to where do you think have we i'm sure you've done attribution on your on your portfolios mm-hmm. where do you end up adding the most value in what part of the process it's both sector as well as stock levels mm-hmm. but more on stock levels hmm because you get you think the what the future reading right or the valuation well, the fact is that we we cover companies which no one on the street covers okay. see the thing is that if you have 50 analysts covering a company hmm. uh, there is no surprise element there hmm. you know if you are researching it your on your own when no one is even looking at a company 
which is where you are able to you know pick up companies so there who are you who is on the opposite side of the transaction if the other people are not covering it i'm assuming they're not buying it either right no it's a market i'm we just curious but do you you're not even bothered about it yeah asandi yeah um no so basically see you are saying that who would be selling the stock see it's a market there will always be buyers and sellers like if you're bullish on bandra then you would never be able to buy a house if there is a no seller so no, we don't know the compulsion of the other as i said you know the views of the buyer and seller will differ the needs of the buyers and sellers will differ someone needs money someone needs to go into some other stock that's why you have i'm just this. i'm just curious as to whether you think because you're covering a wider range of stocks that nobody else none of the amc's are covering i don't know about others right. we feel that we are right. covering the widest in which case chances are that you then uh, dealing with a retail investor on the other side who's not as in, well informed. not necessarily not necessarily so? okay. okay so coming back to the competitive advantage so on your uh, uh, idea generation you think it's the the race, the 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 people experience you said processes what kind of processes what do you think is different we can show it to you sure very extensively so mm. if you have time i yeah, can tell sure. my sure. my questions are over um yeah i think i'm i'm trying to get to the competitive advantage really so um this is a again it sound like a very stupid question but would you say uh it's people or process or a combination of both both so okay so for example if it's people what is it about your people i mean do you educate them differently do you hire them differently what kind of how do you even manage that see team? obviously when you hire you will try to hire the best so i i will say that i have the best But people best, someone else what is else. best what is best is there is there what do you look for i i i think that this is the best you might feel that something else is the best mm-hmm. uh, you know it's in the eye of the beholder was what you buying you know i'm trying so to what, whether it's whether it's your Okay, so tomorrow no, so that's, 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 yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. So one is obviously you need to have good people. Mm. What I mean by good people is obviously people who have experience. Mm. If they are fresh, people who have potential. Mm. Second is uh, we have people who have stuck around, mm. so we know their strengths, we know their weaknesses. Mm. And third is you said you know processes obviously help to ensure that you don't deviate from the mm. uh, you know from what is uh, necessary. So you need to think differently. Mm. but at the same time you don't become revolutionary in all your decisions mm. you know and i think that is where the process is help mm. uh kishan yeah yeah uh, recorded that so mm. also uh, after 15 10 minutes she is ready yeah i'm i'm to aapko dikha do mera ek meeting hai fir main meeting karke aata hu hai na thing about the people in terms of uh, hiring um what do you consider is best is what yeah So I think, see, uh, I'll give you a perspective. See, one is, one you have to be clear what you're looking for. So sometimes when you hire an analyst, mm. you're looking for someone who is a sector expert. Mm. Sometimes you're looking at someone who looks at numbers well. Mm. Sometimes you are looking at someone who thinks differently. Mm. You know, like suppose if you want to hire an e-commerce, you want to track e-commerce, you need to have a very young guy who thinks differently. Hmm. you can't have the traditional uh, the warren buffet types who look only at pe and dcf to hmm. track that sector you know? right so i think when you hire you need to be very clear what you are getting into hmm. and when you create a team you have hmm. to have a mix of everything hmm. so we have very senior people we have the mid managers and now if you see we have three four very very young guys whom hmm. we have hired hmm. because those young guys hmm. are going to be the revolutionary guys hmm. you know 
So we and have two guys you... who are foreign educated. They are one girl and one guy, very young, twenty three, twenty four, full of energy. Will work right. for like, you know, want to learn. Hmm. Yeah, it helps. And and how do you uh, incentivize them? How is we have a proper, you know, CTC bonus. I know proper is fine. I'm just saying, is there a particular? What is the uh, um, trait or outcome you're rewarding? For example, do you give incentives on a three-year performance? Do you actually no, give, so I'll, I'll give a shadow money? Put I'll, I'll give a perspective. No, see, we don't want every analyst to think like a fund manager. Okay. You know, because analyst ka kaam hai, analyst is karna. If everyone hmm. starts to think like a fund manager, who's going to work? Hmm. So we don't have this shadow portfolio concept. Hmm. We have over the last five six years graduated three analysts into assistant fund managers, mm. and now couple of them are managing funds on their own. So mm. that is an incentive. Second is as I said, you know, mm. I think there is so much to learn. Mm. Letting them learn mm. is incentive enough for mm. any intellectual, mm. you know. And I think uh, we presume that someone who is coming in this mm. area mm. would be at least above average mm. in terms of uh, the intellectuals. And the other thing is, we have a proper KPI. Mm. We just finished our reviews. Mm. There is a clear-cut uh, guideline of how each person would be, you know. Uh, I know, rated. but so for an analyst, what is the output that you measure them on? So the output is obviously one is on processes, one is on mm. the idea generation, mm. and we have a very very big component also to teamwork. You know, so if you are a great guy but you are sitting in a silo and you don't work, so there's mm. a very nice book. I don't have it now. Mm. Uh, Dysfunctions of a team. Mm. It's very very clear that you might be a superstar, but if you don't mm. gel with the philosophy of the company, then you are mm. of no use. Mm. You know. mm. um, I I see the processes and stuff, but any sort of uh, any other um, advantages that you see that you think you have? Implementation size, brokerage. Uh, you used to, from memory, uh, at Mercer, you used to have uh, a system where you, you got journalists to give you info on stocks. No. Journalists? Some grassroots, yeah, some, no, some no. level of stuff. No? How will journalists give us info? They are always looking for info from us. On individual, on, on stock trends and stuff? No, no. Journalists. So we have engaged okay. Crystal. Huh, that's what they say, something. Huh. Huh. So, so what, do we do, what do you do with them? So Crystal gives us trends on uh, price and demand on three or four sectors whom we have specifically hired for them. Hmm. So we have four analysts dedicated to us. Hmm. So on a weekly basis, hmm. on cement, two wheelers, four wheelers and one more... Uh, uh, they give us price and demand trends all over the India, mm. all over the country. Mm. So it makes sense for us to outsource mm. that because mm. it's a routine sort of mm. job mm. Uh, that we're doing. But do you know if anybody else does that? Is that something? How did you come up with that idea? We engage Crystal for it. No, I'm saying, what made you even think that? Because we did not want to hire people to do mm. those routine jobs. Right. Because we felt that there would be continuous churn mm. and we will have to manage that rather than us, Crystal is managing it. Okay. Okay, take it. Let me. So, KMS is a knowledge management system. Yeah, this is a knowledge management system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a page. There are three things I mean, most important here. One mm -hmm. is the internal, second, you can mm -hmm. see this. Yeah, yeah, fine. Internal, external, and then equity interaction. These are the mm -hmm. key three things. Mm -hmm. So, in internal, like you know, all the in house research reports we are having. Hmm. which we are making. So any stock when we are purchasing hmm. has to be supported by our internal assets. We are having a <clears throat> team of seven people. 
Mm. And plus, we are having associates who are working for them uh, mm. under them, and then mm. we have a separate eco team, mm. strategy team, and all that, and quantity mm. team where I am having that. Mm. So that's all. I mean, reports all buying has mm. to be. I mean, you know, supported by this document. Can you show me an example? I'll I'll show you okay. all the example. Okay. I'm going to. The, okay. I'm just giving you brief okay. about it. Cool. Then there's a quant, basically mm. that all the presentation. Time to time, our team members are like giving a presentation on the sectors or on a company hmm. to the entire fund management team and hmm. the other colleagues. Hmm. So that is what I mean appearing here. Then financials, hmm. all the financials model hmm. which they manage because hmm. maybe let's say companies which they cover maybe three hmm. hundred or four hundred or five hundred, but hmm. ex- managing I mean financials in details hmm. for every company since my we may not not have history. Hmm. We are having a team of seven people again. Hmm. It is difficult to manage that, hmm. but The key, I mean, where seventy to eighty percent of the investments there, they say detailed financial also. The small financials which can be, I mean, they are a part of a uh, this report here. Hmm. But detailed financial all will be available here hmm. for the key companies. Then there is a morning meeting notes. We hmm. do them in morning meeting. That is also part of this system. Hmm. Externally, again, all brokers research report financials. We, I mean, take the top three broking. Forms financials. I mean, a spreadsheet from them also. So how they are calculating the detail. I mean, uh, profit margins, ROE, mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. And annual reports, obviously. Then there's a company. If any, I mean, releases happens from company, that is also we are saving here. Mm-hmm. As Sunil have rightly said that you just type one name of company, let's say Infosys or any other mm-hmm. small company. Also, we can take mm-hmm. example. And I can do a search. Mm-hmm. Now on this company, all the reports will be available here. <coughs> Just a few seconds, because it's live market. We are having lots of things running mm-hmm. live here. Mm-hmm. That's why it is taking time. That's okay. That's okay. So, yeah. so, for example, this is the ETFs live price is going there right now. Okay. We have five ETFs. Mm-hmm. And plus one gold ETF, six to in total. Mm-hmm. Everything is live. It's mm-hmm. connected with this. Right. This machine. Right. I'm going back to this. Yeah. Hmm. Now this is a uh, file like on Infosys on 195, whatever. I mean, whether it is a annual report analysis, company update, result update, all this is there, hmm. and you can go down. You can. Also, I mean, select this reports. I mean, you know, based on the recommendation. So there is a filtering is allowed. Mm. You can do either on buy report or hold sell, or you can do on a broking firm okay. basis like that. You can I mean sort it by date. You can see um, mm-hmm. as a firm mm-hmm. name, mm-hmm. analyst name, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just do so one reports how that. So this is basically their PDF. So these are what all the, what PDF. the brokers. These are all PDF, PDF files. Yes. These are all PDFs, and the system most important. Security is very important. Sometimes we forget, like you know, we are working a team of twelve uh, hundred people here, mm-hmm. so it's very important. This everything is getting captured mm-hmm. somewhere. I mean, who have used? I mean, basically this machine okay. or how many times? Right. And the selected people are having access as well. Right. Yeah. So this is a report. This is a PDF report. PDF report right. like this. Yeah. Correct. Then I'll. This is uh, then we are having financials. Getting for more than I mean three uh, hundred plus stocks. Every stock which is a part of the portfolio is compulsory. Part of the portfolio. I am saying. Okay. So, so about four hundred, three hundred. How many is it? It's uh, at present. I mean, we are having three hundred fifty companies, but some companies we are buying, selling, buying, selling. So there could be even more than that as well. 
So this four pager is available on four hundred dollars. Okay. Either I call it as a four pager or I call it as a note, like you know, because mm. whenever I am buying something, mm. first time this mm. note is compulsory, and okay. after that, four notes in a year are minimum compulsory. Okay. Which is why we are seeing four also because at least four times results are there. Even some companies who are not sharing lots of thing information mm. Mm. or they are not talking or they are not I mean meeting mm. whatever could be the reasons, but mm. at least results are out at that point and they have to write it. Right. It's as per compliance. I mean we are having internal compliance. Okay. For that. Correct. So this is our list. Okay. Yeah. Lots of type of reports. Ticketed. Of course, we can see that number. Mm. Sorry, I will take one minute here to explain mm. this attribution. How it is mm. not feasible sometime in India practically. Mm. Let's say if I am overweight on certain stocks or sector, or if I am taking that position, or if I am let's say buying a stock which is at a stock level or at a uh, sector level. If I am overweight or underweight, but mm. that is a call I am taking. The moment I am taking that call, they will say that it is a risky. Obviously, it will be risky. That is how I mean, where you will generate the alpha. Hmm. If you are not a overweight or if you are not a underweight, hmm. how will you generate the alpha? So you have to take certain calls. Hmm. But they will keep saying that. So we, we, I mean, initiated. What do you mean? I mean they will keep the, the tool. MSE bar, the tool basically, the application basically, which hmm. I mean just suggests that I mean you are overweight. So overweight, underweight is is very simple thing. Rather than that, we, I mean, understood. We are, of course, I mean, we are looking at that report also. Still, we are looking at. No, the attribution shows you the split between stock and sector. Yes, yes, yes. Value add, right? Yes. So here, here we have done in a simple way. These are the, I mean, this is one table on a growth sector. If mm. you will see, mm. these are the sectors. What is the R weight? Mm. What is the benchmark weight? Mm. Whether we are overweight or underweight? Mm. And what is the one month performance here? Now, one month also we can change. I mean, to any period if I want. Sure. Just like, on that MSCI thing attribution, mm. yeah. what did it show? Uh, what on an ongoing basis? Do you add more value on sector or stock? Who oh, they? We no. In your attribution analysis, where do you add more value? What? Where they add value? What is they? You mean to say MSCI? Where MSCI adds value? I mean, no, 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 no. Where, where do you add value based on some attribution system? So for us, for us, I mean, basically, the sector is obviously the most important thing. If we are not I mean, able to take a sector call, like you mm. know, even I mean, when this government, I mean, which we mm. expected, I mean, to change. Obviously, the call was like to reduce IT, reduce FMCG, reduce I mean healthcare mm. sectors. Mm. Unless you are not having that I mean uh, view, mm. obviously you can't take a sector call. Mm. So sector is obviously very important, and then I mean basically stock comes in the picture. Okay. So that is how we are doing it. Right. Here, it I mean we are. That's the intention. When you look at the MSCI attribution analysis, yeah. uh, does it match up? I'm assuming it matches. No. It doesn't. It tells you it what doesn't. Then, in then, India, is, it is. I mean, it's still not matching. I would say that's why. I mean, we have created a simple. I mean, six table. Of course, we are reading that report. It takes hardly. I mean, fifteen mm. minutes to read whatever. Mm. I mean, I must say saying. Mm. But there it is, just saying overweight, underweight. At least they are not even connecting with the performance. They are not even connecting with the reasons of the stock. Why we are having. Every stock can have a different tenure. Some stocks, I mean, may move after three months. Some may after six months. Some after one year. And but. How to do retrospective analysis? Like mm. you know, when that stock is not doing well, mm. and where I'm overweight, whether now I sh- what I should do. If we do, I mean, a group discussion where mm. every month, every scheme, wherever we are overweight, underweight, and if we discuss within the team, like mm. you know, what we should do now. Mm. It is not working from one month. It is not working from three months. It is not working from six months. So even if you have made a mistake, 
let's revert hmm. so that's that intention is slightly different here if hmm. our mistakes are there let's hmm. revert that right another question i have just on the msci basically by nature hmm. value finding a value in large cap hmm. what happens i'll keep two things separate so one thing finding a value in the large cap is slightly difficult to say in india because when they rank now oil and gas sector probably like mm. you know in the history if you will see it is always trading at a single digit mm. now if you will take them in basically tech stocks or pharma stocks they are trading at a 30 times basically mm. so how i mean you cannot compare now oil and it or versus pharma mm. together mm. nine times they will always look attractive metal stocks mm. will always look attractive so value is there but even if it is coming there hmm. but people will not buy that security and all that everything you have to remove hmm. basically so i'm just asking do you know the way morningstar and value research define value and growth and the way msci bar defines it are they different do you know no do you care no. MSCI, I know, but I do not know about the morning okay. star. Okay. So find me the MSCI definition. Yeah. How? Yeah. yeah. The There's a white paper is there. I'll, I can Perfect. forward it. Ha, please do. Yeah. Just forward yeah. me. I'm interested because yeah. I want to put this guide together, but I am sick and tired of explaining it to. Yeah. No, no. That's a fact. I know that, but I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I'm now trying to figure out why. Is it because they actually? Why? Why would? Why would you explain can that? Can I just take one call? you to explain to me only because they're purposely buying because oil and gas is ranked as value or their definition of value yeah. and nobody's buying yeah. it no i'm not saying that but i'm saying they will always look in the value the weightage i mean basically yeah. is always high i mean on oil and gas if you see or any psu the weightage will be so ultimately they will be underweight on that ultimately people want to buy a growth because then it is more sustainable they find i mean i mean because the returns are always better in the growth mm-hmm. it is proven i mean at least and over time point. if i were to track your portfolio every month yeah. and put you in style boxes every month will it be consistent over time it i mean if you'll say i mean i would say 70 80% will always lie in here mm. the 20% i mean sometime like you know mm. to generate alpha where mm. i find really i mean somebody is not interested in this stock mm. either from a hedge point of view or from a safety point of view mm. sometime i may buy okay. and that is also in different situation like right now if you'll see you'll not find it there again okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Fine. Okay. What else? What else do you do in the, in the process side? In this this uh, table, I mean, this notes. So let me just take an example. Uh, for IT, mm. it clearly runs on earnings multiple. Mm. Right. Uh, this is the earning. You take historically where it has traded, and then for different companies, it will be at a different level. Mm. now <clears throat> sometimes when uh, there is slight difficulty in taking a decision that okay we think it's good but mm-hmm. let's say a stock is trading 17 times and then we just try to estimate that what can be the ev then we look at ev beta multiple and this is very specific to it mm-hmm. that uh, let's say there are two mid cap stocks which are mm-hmm. trading at 9x mm-hmm. uh, on an earnings multiple mm-hmm. so if i have to look at uh, compare the two then i'll So then we just try permutation and combination. Okay. Okay. And say you're now comparing stocks across sectors, right? In the end, you have a put a portfolio together. 
assuming um, actually firstly is it a sector target and then you find the best stock in it or do you compare what could be a good gainer across sectors first is stock target it's sector and then stocks that is there but then sometimes what happens is I'll for example uh, retail or even retail will have a subsector jewelry guys right so there you can have those okay it is not doing well because of RBI until mm. today but it was not doing well until RBI but have things changed there mm. right uh, have things changed in title mm. so then it becomes a stock specific the sector may not be very good mm. but if there is a good stock mm. in a bad sector mm. That is also one call you can take, mm. but then that becomes a very stock specific. If there is a turn on turn around happening, or mm. no, I understood that. Mm. What I'm saying is, um, here in in this case, say say you decided I want to have X percent exposure to retail. Yes. Um, do you have? I mean, do all retail stocks have the same valuation? No, that you know, I, as I as I told you earlier, yeah. like you know, that is the fund manager who has to think first about the sector. Okay. Okay. Like because there it is more important. Where if I mean I believe that IT will not do well for the next three months. Right. Either I have to become underweight or I have to be equal weight or I have to mm. become a zero. Mm. That's a fund manager call. Okay. But from I mean research perspective, mm. or when even for a fund manager when we are doing an analysis perspective, mm. that is always a stock specific. Yeah. Now, even if I like Titan, as he has said, I may have in my portfolio. But at a sector level, whether I should be overweight or I should be underweight, that's sector specific. Do you have any situation where you say, you know what, I am deciding between HDFC and Infosys? Mm -hmm. Does that ever ever happen? Then that becomes a sector call. Okay, that's, that's what I'm asking you. That assuming it's not a sector call, does it ever happen that? Because the upside on this stock is 20% and the upside on this stock is 10%, obviously this one wins. That is more of a fund it's manager. Called a that is again a fund manager. That's, that's a fund manager. That's a fund manager. Okay. So I, I, good question, but I, what I'm trying to get to is asking the same thing at different times in terms of is there any time where you do bottom up stock picking irrespective of, of sector? Of irrespective of sector. Irrespective of sector. But okay. okay, again. And do you do it that way? Is it that you do research on say 400 companies, 300 companies, whatever it is you do. Do you rank the stock ideas by potential upset? Is yeah. that how it's done? Yes. Yes. Yeah? Yes, we do that. Okay. So at any given time, uh, out of 300 stock models you maintain, how many are showing potential upset? He has that model. Right? I'm having he has 50 on Nifty 50. I can show you so, anything. I think he has one fund which is based totally on that. Yeah, totally okay. based on quantity. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> one of the parameters is this basically. Where cool. I could be a fund manager here. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the. Actually, guys. That is where our estimates end up changing mm -hmm. uh, compared to size. So, more or less, I mean, 90% of the cases will be in line with the street. Okay. Right? Yeah. Around 90% of the cases will be in line with the street. But uh, in more, around 10% or will be totally different from the street. And that is actually the real call. And you think that's a function of simply your time horizon? Because you take a long term view, obviously, you say. One is that. Yeah. And uh, second is uh, also, in a way, uh, sometimes we. Uh, so. A sell-side guy is probably talking only to the company, hmm. right, hmm. or his sources. I am talking to the company, to my sources, and 50 other sell-side guys. Hmm. So the co 
quality and the quantity of mm. the information that I have mm. sometimes turns out to be much more superior than anybody else and and then I have to apply my brains also what to filter mm. so that is all available in every we also way. speak to product I mean suppliers and distributors also so that also adds lots of value lots of value to yeah, us technically they, sh- they should too as well right there's yeah, yeah. stopping them from doing that no absolutely a good I, analyst anywhere should be doing agree, agree. but, but uh, Compared to sales side, I mean, when we are saying but that see, I have access to fifty good analysts, and then I, on top of it, I have to use my brains. So the fact that you have all the sales and analysts pitching to you. Yeah, and based on I mean their analysis also, we have identified who and uh, who are the best three. Basically, again, we can show evaluation analysis. Okay. So I'll show that. So this is a model. I mean, I was showing you. So where based on value, sure, growth, price, and everything is showing me. To be honest, I I use. Uh, okay, so this is very interesting. There will always be somebody who likes something, and there will always be. And I'm not giving a political. Not just not just within not, the company, but it's always obviously uh, the sales yeah. side you'll find. Yes, right? obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So, but within the company also, yes, is yes. it possible that you disagree with what Sunil has on a particular stock? Yes, and I'm asking why. Okay, a lot of time it happens. One is that sometimes. First, it becomes a sector problem. That is the first disagreement problem. Some many a times that, let's say I like X Y Z in A B C sector, mm. and he says I really can't go over it on the A B C sector, mm. or I really don't want that's it. A, that is that is one a portfolio part. call. That's a portfolio call. Second happens, uh, company specific, and and sometimes each fund manager has their own investing style. So. And that is also depending on the mandate of the scheme. Mandate of the scheme. Ending. So that yeah. So so for example, one of the fund which uh, there can be a fund which is more driven by value stocks rather than growth stocks. And a growth stock will always have a higher multiple than a value stock. That is basic, right? Uh, so the fund likes to maintain a multiple. The the fund P the fund manager mm-hmm. likes to maintain that, and mm-hmm. and he says okay, but. This is good, or this is not good because it's on a high multiple, and I don't think the multiple is sustaining. I can say that it can say that is one argument. Second argument happens is that <clears throat> uh, I I have uh, I like this hmm. idea, but uh, I like something else better. Hmm. You work on it, and then we'll compare. Okay, okay I'm talking about okay. Forget all the other sector hmm. and relative basis. If you're looking at the same stock, same thing, whether it fits in your portfolio is besides the point. Ah. Why do you disagree usually with your colleagues about why you don't like that stock or your price target is different? I'm asking fundamentally, is there, for example, a different view in management? Is that possible? Different view on management sometimes. Uh, sometimes different view on businesses. I would add one more thing. Sometimes it can be because of the timing also. Mm. Whatever he says, let's say he feel like X stock, mm. which will become this. But I feel that I mean I can enter at that I mean price mm. after three months or six months also. Mm. Until then, let me enter somewhere else and let me make the money. No, again, so that could be also. Again, on the portfolio. I, I, I understood what yeah. what you are saying is. So, uh, what happens is sometimes uh, there is a business, right? So, mm. a lot of my mm. input. Or my research goes through understanding mm. of business, and mm. I think all of us do that. Understanding of business and sure. what are the trends. Right. So, and I'll give you a basic example. I'll not name any company, but I'll give you a basic example. So, let's say X Y Z Limited. 
I think the business model has scaled up enough. It's not scalable anymore, and this is what I understand. So, uh, but if and we have probably met the same set of people, and mm. there are two ways to interpret same thing, mm. right? He says that I think that when he said that I am starting this division, okay, and uh, uh, with this division I can say uh, with this division I can make money, okay? I so for him he thinks. कि यार इन नेक्स्ट थ्री इयर्स दिस डिवीजन कैन बी रेडी बी फॉर मी ऐसे सर आई रेडी डोंट नो इफ ही इज एबल टू मोनेटाइज इट राइट नाउ ओके सो सो दैट इज मोर ऑफ अ डिसएग्रीमेंट दैन मोस्ट इट्स अ कंबिनेशन ऑफ योर व्यू ऑन द बिजनेस एस वेल ऑन द मैनेजमेंट बिकॉज़ यू सेड इज ही एबल टू या और इज द बिजनेस inherently yeah. not right right yes. so there yes. are two sort of thing which in itself is a judgment on management because how why stupid is management if the yeah. business is not able to pay why is the guy going there and spending money to to set it up right yeah. so and, and most of the times that so let's say it's both of us trying to convince each other and one in the end ends up getting away so so it's not disagreement disagreement is right. more of a and that's always good right uh, yeah yeah that's that's what can you do so i'm trying to teach the same thing to the mutual uh, to the investors right as to why they have to be honest uh, right this is only a 15 year old industry hmm. everybody is still evolving and hmm. out of this 15 year last 6 years were last actually tough time years. like you know to even get a inflow so if you were the analyst so if the amcs are part of listed companies right assuming they were big parts unfortunately they probably not right but if they were big parts mm. therefore you'd have to analyze the amc industry mm. now put yourself as an analyst okay mm. imagine you're not working for reliance mm. amc how would you see that how would you see the fact that every amc is trying to do everything to everyone okay i'll see that like i see retail mm. okay and this is the best comparative okay. example because two yeah. industries which are just evolving right uh Look at retail. Actually, retail has a long history. Just because it's a no, 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 it's not actually. The organized, the organized, yeah. Also, we've been buying things. Whereas yeah. investing is actually no, no, new. No, eighteen yeah. uh, since it has been always been there, right? It's one point one percent of the population. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas retail has been retail forever. Retail and retail. So, but let me put it in a different way. Organized. People say they get compare it, but yeah, okay. Now let's hear your comparison. Organized, organized retail, right? Yeah. So. Uh, What happened in two thousand three, two thousand four, when all these Subhisha, the likes of Subhishas came and Vishal Retail came and hmm. Cool Talks came, and, hmm. and it was a new industry. Hmm. Everybody was getting money, hmm. and uh, suddenly Indians had discovered that we have some self-esteem hmm. and we can go to a mall and shop. Hmm. I mean, that was the biggest hmm. change which had happened during that time, hmm. and and the likes of Shopper Shop started doing good. The likes yeah. of Trend. Everybody was going to shop a store. Everybody was going to trend. Everybody mm. was, and even they were offering everything mm. under the sun, mm. right? Uh, look at Big Bazaar. Look mm. at uh, mm. they were offering everything under the. They didn't know mm. what they were. Mm. Now, Subhisha got bankrupt. Mm. Vishal almost got bankrupt. Coton mm. had a big inventory mishap. Mm. So, and these guys also saw the, after the crisis. They saw. Mm. So, now. They are trying to segment themselves differently. Mm. Look at shopper shop. Mm. It is saying that ten crore Indian. I am only going to target them. The mm. one who goes to PVR mm. should come to me, mm. right? So one segmentation there has happened, and it has taken time for them to evolve. Mm. Even in their hyper market, mm. right? They are not saying that I am not going to cater to a big bazaar mm. customer. I mm. will target the person who shopping in shopper shop. 
right so now they have segmented mm. because the industry has has gone through that downside mm. and then upside and mm. and the entire pain and this is no longer a new industry mm. retail per se and <coughs> my question was that why 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 it takes so long to for them to realize they have to segment you can't be all things to all people I and mean, that should be a very basic fundamental life no no but last 6 years and say again i'm telling you that i mean what i mean whether industry was getting money first of no. all whom to target if i'm getting money from any audience then probably i can decide who is the right audience for and me but none of the audience none of the so segment is still in the experimental phase no 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 it's not experimental six understand yeah. uh, if there is competition and if there is competition at every level hmm. right it will when does a market grow a market does not grow when there is a monopoly and who's trying to sell something a market grows when there is a competition and is trying to educate everybody right right now the biggest problem in india is that people are when i say education i mean that people do not understand what investing really is mm. you know up till 3 months ago everybody was asking me kaun se real estate mein dalna chahiye mm. today when sensex is 7300 and nifty <laughs> and <laughs> my my lift boy knows what i do he asked me ki mereko mutual fund mein paisa dalna hai see this is the difference right people think investing is this so so it's it's very very you have to educate and to educate i think it will take some time for this industry okay. to evolve so you agree that's the direction it has to go do you agree that or not actually you might i mean you may have a view that no actually what they're doing is perfectly fine no i don't agree i agree with that you agree they have to segment i i no no no, no. so i think that i don't agree with segmentation okay so you think they uh, you you launch a product and you should be able to sell yeah, it to anyone yeah, yeah. you should be supermarket invest i i totally agree with the with his analogy that you should be a supermarket because everyone should be supermarket or just large mcs see uh, at least the large do you think quantum should be a supermarket okay so for quant difficult for them for, for them it they have so for that then they have to find their niche then they have to find their niche okay so therefore it is function of size if you are a big boy you no, have to be everything that's, that's all almost everything there are lots right? of big names also like 